Hello, welcome to Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church podcast, Faith in the Word. Here, Pastor Cecil Holloway is bringing you all the spiritual teachings within God's Word. We hope you enjoy. Please share with a friend. And like always, God bless you. Spiritual Warfare, Part 5. If you have your Bibles, which you should, Go to Daniel chapter 11. Eleven thirty-seven. I want to read something to you that was very interesting in this aligning of this teaching today. Um, the headlines of of this article reads opening eyes speaking truth and changing minds this article said this moment heals a lot of pain in the world we deserve this moment we have waited millions of years to show us give me to show up as survivors and be seen as full humans filled with wonder. I am so happy, honored, and humble to share that I am the first trans woman to grace the cover of Sports Illustrated. Thanks so much for the Sports Illustrated swim team for recognizing the importance of representation. This is all of our responsibility, thank you. And most importantly, for taking a chance on me. My friend and teacher, thank you for helping me make this possible. To my bloodline and father, thank you for the courage and sacrifices you made to ensure that I stand tall in every step I take, and now I am flying. You photographed a young princess on earth and immortalized her. We have made our community proud. I have dreamt a million beautiful dreams, but for girls like me, most dreams are just fanciful hopes in a world that often erases and omits our history and even existence. This moment is so powerful because it allows me to live forever even after my physical form is gone. Not a lot of people get to live in the future. So at this moment, I proudly choosing to live forever. I dedicate dedicate this cover to all ballroom feminine queers, queens, past, present, and future. This historical moment is important because it allows us to live and be seen. Many girls like us don't have the chance to live our dream or to live long at all. I hope my cover empower those who are struggling to be seen, feel valued, Let me be a messenger guiding us to a future respect and appreciation for all women in all forms 
and from all walks of life. I truly believe everything we do and everyone we meet are put in our path for a purpose. There are no accidents. We all are teachers. And if you're willing to pay attention to the lesson, trust your positive instinct and not to be afraid to take risks. The possibility are infinite. And this is from Lenny Bloom, who is a transgender person on the cover of Sports Illustrated. What the heck is going on? We are in a trance. Not a trance, but in a trance. And this is the revealing or the uncovering of Satan. The scripture says that faith without works is dead. A lot of Christians don't understand that scripture there because a lot of them have a mindset that I need to produce works to get faith. But it doesn't mean that. It says faith without works is dead. So how do you get the faith? Your faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So after you have heard the word of God and you believed and you received the word of God, how you can tell you have faith, you will have works behind what you believe. Are you following? So you don't, you don't work to get faith. You hear to get faith. So in hearing to get faith, the devil knows this. So what he'll do, he'll cause all kinds of distractions so that you cannot hear. And how, how can you tell whether you have heard or not? If you heard it, then you will receive it. Then you'll have works behind what you believe. See, I don't come to church to get faith to believe in God. I already have faith in God and his word said, forsake not the assembly of ourselves. So to, in my belief in that, I demonstrate what I believe by my works. So I come to church. It's not a struggle. Why is not a struggle? Because that is what I believe. Whatever you believe, that's what you will manifest. Faith without, that will be your corresponding action, is what you believe. So if you say you believe the things of God, but there's no corresponding action, then you are deceived. Because there's no way you can believe the things of God and don't have corresponding action with it because it says faith without works is dead all right so there's no way you can say i believe what god says in his word and you have no correspondence you cannot say i believe that god is a provider and you don't tithe you are deceived all right and this deception is brought about because we are in a trance we don't realize what is happening in the earth realm. 
one thing you have to understand about the characteristics of the kingdom of God, and this is what Christians resist all the time, there will be constant corrections that you will go through when it comes to the kingdom of God. Why is that? Because you've never been in this kingdom. So you don't know nothing about the kingdom of God. Only thing you know about the kingdom of this world. So that's why there have to be constant rebukes, correcting and instructing because you don't know anything about the kingdom of God. All right. So this rebuking, this correcting, this instructing is helping you with your faith so that you can have corresponding action to what you believe. All right. So the battle in between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of life, light is your belief system. What do you believe? If you say you believe God, there should be a corresponding action to what you believe when it comes to God. If there's no corresponding action, you don't believe. You're not a believer. You're deceived. I don't care how much you love Jesus. Ain't got nothing to do with loving Jesus. It's got to do something with what you believe. Because in the book of Matthew chapter 24, it says in the last day, which we are in, God is going to send a strong delusion to those who said that they believe, but they really didn't, but they was perpetrating. He's going to strong, send a strong delusion. Why is that? Because that the strong delusion will, will affect your belief system. It's, it's going to separate the men from the boys when it comes to God. Do you really believe this? All right? Or are you just an undercover Christian? You have the uh, form of godliness, but you don't believe none of it. You look like you holy. You look like you serving God, but you don't believe, have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof, King James said. So we are in a trance, and we don't know what is happening in the earth realm now because what we calling God is Satan, what we call is Satan is God. Because the average Christian here in America, their belief system is screwed up when it comes to God. All right? Why is that? Because we don't allow the Holy Spirit to correct and rebuke and instruct and reprove us to, to change our thinking. Because we are in a trans, trans, transformation, transgender, trans. What is a trans? Trans is a mixing. It is a, in a trans, like transgender, mixing of the female gender with the male gender. That's a, a trans. It is the revealing of Satan. Now, what's going on? First of all, I'm going to tell you, 
there is going to be no more revivals. No more revivals. We have had a lot of revivals in this world, and all these revivals we have had, there has not been a repentance, a change of our mindset. So there's no more revivals now. You can, you can pray. Churches can pray for revival. It ain't happening. Now it's judgment from God. All right? So you're going to have to do what Romans 12 and 1 and 2 says. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye metamorphosized or metamufu in the Greek. You're going to have to get your mind renewed by the word of God because the enemy has the world in a trance. And if you don't know the word, you will fall for that trance, that mixing. So now what's going on? Satan is an imitator of God. He's not a, Satan is not a creator. He cannot create anything. He imitates what God has created. Satan, Lucifer, well, his name was, first of all, you got to understand something. Satan, he started out good. <laughs> he was Lucifer. The bright and morning star, the light. He was over the praise and worship in heaven. The book of Ezekiel said that instruments were birthed in him. Instruments. Every instrument. He knew how to usher in the presence of God. He knew how, how the anointing flow. He knew uh, how to please God in praise and worship. He had power. And God, through, through, through Satan's rebellion, God stripped him of his power. Now, what God did not do, God did not strip him of his gifts. He stripped him of his power, his authority to use his gifts in the right purpose. So that's why now Lucifer has gifts. And he give these gifts to humans who desire him. All right. So Lucifer wants to be like God so much. <laughs> he, he wants to be like God, but he hates God. Why does Lucifer hate God? Because God is masculine. Lucifer is a feminine. So Lucifer reacts out of emotions, feelings, where God is masculine. If you ever study the word or your relationship with God, you will notice something. When God speaks to you or deals with you, he never deals with you in paragraphs. God says, says one thing, and that's it. He says, go. That's it. He don't, he don't have paragraphs. 
to explain. That's the difference. That, that's that masculinity of God. Go ye therefore. That's it. God ain't gonna get no paragraph. You, you ain't gonna get no paragraph. Paragraphs dealing with explanation. Paragraphs can deal with explanation and can get feelings. So God just he just say, go ye therefore. Where we going? I'll tell you later. Go. That's what he did to Abraham. He said, go. Abraham said, where, where, where we going? I'll tell you when you get there. Go. So that's how God. So Satan, he wants to be like God, but he hates God. And so God stripped him of all his authority, all his power. Jesus said, I saw Satan get kicked out of heaven like lightning. He, God drop kicked him. And see, you have to be really dumb and stupid to get kicked out of heaven. All right? So he, he drop kicked him. His authority was stripped of him. His, 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 his gifts, his anointing wasn't. Now his anointing has become perverted and so now his anointing is called anti-Christ. Before he was Christ, he was anointed. But now he's anti, he's against the anointing of God. Because he hates God. Satan hates God with a passion. If he had the ability he will go right up in heaven and kill God himself. That's how much he has. That's the person who you serve. No, I just did. <laughs> yeah, if he could go to heaven himself and kill God, he would do it. Why do you think he killed God's son? killed Jesus because he knew who Jesus was. He had an opportunity, but he's so dumb that in the book of Corinthians, they said, it says that if they knew by killing Jesus will set us free, they never would have killed them from the beginning. So Satan doesn't know. Satan is not deity. He's not like God. He's not that he is an angel. He's a fallen angel. He was the top angel in heaven. He was the anointed cherub. That word anointed, he was anointed. Christ was on that angel status. He was the top angel in heaven. And there were more uh, head angels besides Michael and Gabriel. That's another teaching. There's the angel Raphael. There's a different, other oh, different angels, but we'll, we'll get into that another time. All right. So he was a top angel. So he had power from God that he knew how to usher in the presence of God. And when God stripped him of that authority, he hated God. It kind of the same way it works in the church. When the pastors strip individuals of their authority, they hate the pastor. Now, they were the same individual when they had authority. They was, I'm with you, pastor. I love you, pastor. 
But when pastor sees rebellion, he stripped him of that authority. Now that rejoicing and happiness has turned into hate. And before an individual leaves the church, they got to give one last pop, pop shot at the church. Why is that? Because before you and I become, became born again, we have taken on the nature of Satan. So before you came into the light of the glorious gospel and gave your life to Christ, even though you may not have said it, whatever, but the word said, you hated God. That was, that was a good word right there. Yeah, but yeah, believe it or not, even though you may not verbalize it, but before you came to Christ, because before you came born again, you, you didn't want nothing to do with God. You hated God. Why is that? Because your mind is carnal. And the book of Revelations, excuse me, the book of Romans 8 says that a carnal mind is what? An enemy to God. Enemies don't love each other. So we have taken on the nature of Satan. That's why we have, that's why we have to be born again. We have to get rid of that carnal, academic, Lucifer nature. And take on the nature of God. But since we don't know anything about, isn't that, isn't, isn't that interesting that, you know, you have a new, the scripture says in Psalm, you was born into iniquity, shaping in sin. Isn't that something when you have your newborn baby and your baby's growing up that you, your baby has no, your child has no problem in rebelling, disobedient. You have to and what do you do with that? You have to what? Correct them. Why? Because they have no inclination of this kingdom they live in. So the parents have to correct them. And so now you got people who get born again into the family of God. They have no inclination of this family that they're in. So when they do things and they get corrected, they get offended. And you know what? you just like that baby. That baby gets offended. When you tap that baby, that baby, how you can tell that baby's offended? That baby's crying. That's what a lot of adult Christians do in the spirit. When they get corrected, they start crying. They are offended. But do you keep correcting them and say, this is, we don't do that. Now, when you corrected that child, were you trying to bring harm to that child? No, you was trying to prevent harm coming to that child. And so, but we can understand that in the natural, but we can't understand that in the body of Christ. Oh, Jesus. Why is that? Because we're in a trance. We, we, we are mixing holiness with unholiness. There's a mixture. So Satan now, he wants to be God in this world. He, remember I said he mimics God. 
when God wanted to be God in this world, he did what? He sent his son. And before he sent his son, he had a prophet to prophesy the coming of his son. And that was John the Baptist. He proclaimed Christ's coming. And so his son came to redeem mankind from their sin, to teach them about the kingdom of God, and then whosoever will that believe and receive, now they are born into the family of God, and now you're born into the kingdom of God, and through the word of God, through the fivefold ministry gift, through the Holy Spirit, you are learning about this new family that you're in. Your mind is being renewed, metamorphosized, so that you can live as a child of the kingdom and to be about your father's business. Okay? So this is what this, all this Christianity stuff is all about. God wanted to affect the world and he needed a family to do that. So Satan is a Satan wants to affect the world. <laughs> he wants to affect, he wants to just like God want the world to be like him as he is, so are we in the world. We are representing the kingdom of God. Satan wants this same world or the same kingdom in this world now. He wants everyone to be like him. So he's going to send his son, who's the Antichrist, and he's going to have a prophet, the false prophet, to proclaim that the Antichrist has come. And then his, the Antichrist is going to come, and he's going to affect the world so that everyone can be like, be like him. And what is Satan? And I've been, I've been preaching this, that he is feminine. The devil is feminine. He's not masculine. So that's why he's trying to get the world prepared for the coming of his son. And that's why we get in all this transgender, homosexuality, lesbianism, because the Antichrist is gay. Oh, Jesus. Daniel 11. This is Daniel prophesying. He's the prophet. He's prophesying. When you talk about eschatology, eschatology is a big old $20 word for end times. There's different books that you go to to study eschatology. You go to Matthew chapter 24, you go to the book of Revelation, you go to the book of Ezekiel, and you go to the book of Daniel to study end times. And here recently, I realized you can go to the book of Joel that we can learn about us. Because we're part of end time, even though you was never taught that, but we have been studying that as spiritual identity awareness. We found out we're part of end times. All right. So here Daniel is prophesying who the Antichrist will be. He says, verse 37, neither shall he regard the God of his fathers nor the desire of women. 
All right. Nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. So the Antichrist is going to be a homosexual. We are in a trans now, which is the revealing of Lucifer or Satan. And this is an end to this ungodly madness, gender confusion. What is sure has become abstract. Remember what I dealt with last week about uh, our foundation and absurdity? Now, absurdity has become the norm now. 75 years ago, 50 years ago in this country, it is no way you could have told those people 50 years ago that <laughs> same-sex marriage would have been legal in this country. No, they wouldn't have believed. They would have said you're a false prophet. But like I dealt with last week, how absurdity is dealt with, it's given in small doses. Now it is accepted. And I'm telling you, I will give it 20 more years. Pedophilia will be legal. And what we do, what you don't understand, homosexuality, lesbianism, transgender, on the, could you imagine? Could you imagine what those athletes in the 60s and the 70s, that they could see Sports Illustrated now? A transgender person? On the cover of Sports Illustrated, they would have said, no way. Because only, only individuals that got on the cover of Sports Illustrated were masculine athletes. <laughs> but little doses, little doses, and not realizing that he is setting up the world. See, <laughs> I don't believe the market of the beast is going to be a chip per se. That's going, to, that's going to be part of the system. But I think the mark of the beast is going to be your belief system. You got Christians that had accepted this transgender stuff. Your belief system. Faith without works is dead. So the agenda of the enemy is to mix and destroy the normal and make what is abnormal to be normal. I'll say it again. The agenda of the enemy is to mix and destroy the normal and make what is abnormal to be normal. This is a spiritual warfare that we have to deal with. That's why we have to stay with the word. This is not a time for you to get away from the word. Why is that? Because you will be in a trance. Book of Romans said you'll start calling good, bad, bad, good. That's a trance. So what are in a trance? It is moving from one merging to the next. It is moving from one merging 
to the next. Matthew chapter 24 says that when Jesus returned back, he will come back. Before he come back, it will be like in the day of Noah. And I have dealt with that in a spiritual identity awareness series teaching in the day of Noah. Because remember, we used to read that and like, man, God flooded the whole earth. It's like God killed all them little babies and males. I mean, you know, innocent people. No, what was happening back then, there was a trans, there was a mixing of the gender where during that time their DNA was altered. Because that's when the fallen angels came and had made love with the women on earth and they had the Nephilim. So when you read about it in the Bible and talk about the Philistines, the Amorites, the Gergesites, all of them were Nephilims. They were the offsprings of the fallen angels that made love to the women on the earth. It altered their DNA. Why you don't why you don't want your alter and why you don't want your DNA altered? Because if your DNA is altered, then you are not human. And you have to be human to be qualified to be born again. The devil is vicious. So we accept it. And if we legalize all this gender mixing, trans everything, then if it become legal, then people will think that it's not a sin. And then if it's not a sin, you can't repent from it. And if you can't repent, you can't be born again. So you will die in your sin. So that's why we got to we got to stay hooked up to the word and yield to the Holy Spirit and minister to these people out of love that they are being deceived by the enemy. Oh, Jesus. So trans is a female mixed with a male. I, I think I showed you a picture in the spiritual identity awareness teaching of the Baphomet, of how Satan is. He is half female and half male. Remember that? It had the horns and had the female breath. That's called the Baphomet. That's what a lot of your secret society organizations, they worship. The skull and bones, all about them presidents, a part of the skull and bone, they, they worship the Baphomet. Your fraternities, your sororities, they were, they were you know, those Masons, you know, they start off that, you know, you think you're doing Christianity, but stuff, but when you get up, start getting a higher degree, like the 30, 31, 32, 33 degree level, they will reveal to you, you are worshiping Lucifer. America is not, was never a Christian nation. There were some Christians that were in America, came to America, but this was, this nation was never founded on Christianity. This nation was founded to be the new world order to usher in 
this trans. Because most of the forefathers, even though white theologians have covered it up, because isn't that something? And then something, all the stuff goes in the world. And in America, America never get her hands dirty on nothing. It's always somebody else did, did, did that. And America, if, if God brought judgment on Haiti for all that voodoo stuff they worshiping down there, what do you think? I'm going to tell you right now, I know, I know, I know this is going to be hard. And I, hey, I'm not a false prophet or nothing. I'm not preaching gloom and doom. I'm there with the word. America will be destroyed. Now, I know you, you can't believe it because you live in America. Even through your oppression that you go through, you think the white man is going to protect me and save me and all that kind of stuff. America is going to be destroyed. And the only reason why America has not been destroyed yet, she's on the verge. Because anytime a nation gets into homosexuality and pedophilia, you, see, you really don't understand what pedophilia is. It's not just, I want to have sex with a two-year-old. Pedophilia is a ritual. It is a sexual satanic ritual that worship the Baal. So once pedophilia become legal in this country, and it will be legal, it is no, and, and you know, somebody can grab your daughter, your granddaughter, your son, whatever, and have sex with them. You can get upset and get angry, but you will not be able to do anything legally towards them. Why is that? Because we've gotten, we've gotten to this point now that if you get into pedophilia, that is Baal worshiping. And if you study the Old Testament, every time Israel got into Baal worshiping, judgment came on that nation. Every nation that got into Baal worship, God brought judgment. That's why we don't hear, we don't have the Greeks in power no more. We don't have the Romans in power no more the Egyptian, because they all got into Baal worship. And whenever you worship any other God besides God, God will allow that nation to be conquered by another nation. And we are in that direction. No, we're not in that. We are there. And the two nations that are ready to wipe us out is China and Russia. So you better get right, church, and just go home. Get right, church, and let go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get right, church. No, before you get right, you need to do right. You need to return back to God. It's time out, because this nation will be destroyed. Because now we have a gay military. You did know that. Thank you, Obama. Our military is gay because of Obama. Oh, no, I ain't gonna go there. I know I want to hurt. I want to hurt your Obama. We got a gay military. When I was in the military in the '70s, ain't no we couldn't even fathom nothing. Gay stuff like 
don't play that. You better keep that to yourself. Now, there has been gay commanders have come out of the woodwork. We got a gay military. And what you don't understand about this, this sexual gay stuff is not because of love. Those nations that had all that homosexuality, those Romans were gay. Those Romans were pedophiles. And they were some of the most vicious, cruel people on the planet. Those Greeks, you know, those 300s that you see, you see movies watered down, they were all gay. And before they would go out and do battle, they would perform sexual acts on each other to keep them in covenant with each other. See, y'all, we, we, we dumbed down in this country. We dumbed, and this is all spiritual stuff, and America is going to be destroyed. America will be destroyed. And it's not, a, it's not a doom and gloom. This is reality. America, we are on the verge any second now. If China and Russia unite, which they are, and decide to destroy us, it's over. Why is that? Because America has sown so much demonic stuff worldwide that God has to bring judgment. And whenever a nation goes to homosexuality and pedophile, the judgment of God. Why do you think Sodom and Gomorrah? You, you heard about Sodom and Gomorrah, right? Do you really know about Sodom and Gomorrah? If you study that, they said they were homos from the older men to the boys. And then when the angels came to Sodom, they wanted to gang rape them. So you didn't learn that in your Sunday school class. They wanted to gang rape them. And that Lot who went there, see, I never did like Lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, because how are you going to have problems with Abraham and you getting blessed because of Uncle Abraham? But you, because uh, he didn't like correction. <laughs> and Abraham being the man that he was, he said, so that we don't have no strife, you can take the best and go about your business. And he went down the lot. And that lot, that lot, I never trusted that brother. I never did. Lot knew all that stuff that was going on down in Sodom. And when and when and, and he offered Lot offered his daughters to them. Now Lot knew how are you gonna offer your daughter to a bunch of gay folks? See, y'all need to read the book. <laughs> that the angels came there and they was ready. They were gay, the Bible said, from the older men down to the young boy. Everybody in that whole those cities were gay. And they, want, they wanted to gang rape those angels. Now you see why God destroyed them. It wasn't about love. It's not love. It's not love. It's about a trans. Go to Isaiah 14, 12 to 6. Uh, spiritual warfare. 
He said, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which, which didst weaken the nations? But thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. That's Lucifer's heart. I want to ascend unto God. But what you don't realize, see, this is where we get confused here in America. We all heard about what Jeff Bezos going in outer space and they trying to create ways that to go, the common people can go out of space. I'm going to tell you right now, you ain't going. Why is that? Because that is only designed for Esau to get out of this earth realm. Because Esau know God's getting ready to judge him. So they're trying to find a way for them to get out of here. Not realizing that Lucifer is using their means, their ability, their capability to get him to ascend. See, Lucifer, can't, he can't go back to heaven. What you don't realize that when God kicked him out of heaven, of his authority, and put him here in earth, earth is a prison for the devil. That's why he hates it here. This is his prison. So he wants to ascend into heaven. I want to exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend upon the heights of the clouds. And I will be like the most high God. This nature of Lucifer can be seen in a lot of Christian marriages. Because you got one spouse wants to be God. This is a nature from the devil. It's not godly. The book of Ephesians 4 talks about husband and wives. First of all, Wives supposed to submit to husband. Husband's supposed to love their wife. And before you get to that point, it says husband and wife, both of y'all submit unto God. But what do we see in a lot of, I ain't talking about worldly marriage. I'm talking about Christian marriage. We see this nature. You ain't going to tell me what to do. I got rights. Well, I want to be like the most high. Like I said, in Sunday school. God can't deal with God. So somebody has to submit. So that's why the word God is saying, it is better. It is better to give than to receive. Whoever's the giver in the relationship is more blessed than that receiver. So a lot of Christian marriages has this nature of Satan in their marriage. Whether it's the husband, whether it's the spouse. And when you have that type of atmosphere, 
that's when you start having the children homosexuals and lesbians because there's no order in relationship not only God wants order in the for God, God before you get order in the church he got to have order in the family and God had to change his mind when he said wives submitted God ain't changed I don't care it's 2022 20, 2023 2025 20, God ain't changed his mind wives submit unto your husband Husband, love, and wife. And see, y'all don't believe I go to Ephesians. Oh, Jesus. Believers. Oh, glory. Y'all think I just make this stuff up? Ephesians chapter five. I'm sorry, I said four. Jesus, four is the fivefold ministry. Ephesians chapter five. Quickly, quickly, you're on my time. All right. Ephesians chapter five. This is the order of God. Look at this. The order of the marriage is the same way as the order of the church. There's no difference. The order of the marriage is the same as the order. To, if you have order in the marriage in the fam, family, you have order in the church. Now look at this. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father of our name, Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So now look at this. This is the same thing like I was talking about. Faith without works is dead. You don't work to get faith. You have to get the faith first. Once you get the faith, you'll have the works. So before you wives can submit unto your husband, before you husband can love your wife, first of all, you both got to submit to God. Because you ain't submitting to God. And if you think you are God to God, then you ain't, wives ain't submitting and husbands ain't loving. The nature of Satan will be in that relationship. So he says here from the beginning, from the get-go, everybody understand get-go? From the get-go, he says, submitting yourself one to another in the fear of God. Then he says, wives, submit on yourselves unto your own, unto your own, unto your own. Unto your own, to your own, to your own. Wife, you can't submit unto your pastor if you're not submitting to your own husband. You are out of order. You have a Lucifer nature. Oh, glory. A trans, you're trying to mix. He says, submit unto your own husband so that the qualifying test when it comes to God, the God want to see your faithfulness. Are you submit? Why do you think Jesus said to the woman of Samaria uh, at the well? He said, "Where's your husband? Who are you submitting unto?" So now I understand why you can't submit unto me because you can't even submit unto your own husband. You can't submit unto your own husband. You will not submit unto. You deceive. Oh Jesus. 
I can see why a lot of people didn't come today. They didn't want to hear this. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. Look at this. You will not be able to submit unto the Lord if you're married until you submit to your own husband. Plain and simple. God ain't changed his mind on this. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He ain't changed his mind. So if you ain't submitting it to your own husband, quit your lying. You ain't submitting to God. You don't hear from God. You, don't hear, you ain't hearing from God. You ain't hearing from the God of the Bible. Because he said, look at this. First of all, both of y'all got to submit unto God first. <laughs> Before I can love her, I got to submit unto God. I have to hear what he said from his word to tell me what to do unto her. So if I'm not, if I'm not in this word, I'm not spending time with God, I'm not in prayer, then I can't hear God, so I won't love her. Vice versa with her. If she's not submitting unto God, prayer time, word time, spending time with God, hearing from God, not, not rejecting, not rebelling, but hearing and receiving. Then she can then when she manifests the work of submission, submission will not be a stress, strain, or struggle. It will be godly. Oh, glory. This is stuff we need to be taught. Wives submit unto your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he's the savior of. Your husband, look what God said. I'll, you could throw it out. God said, your husband is just like Jesus. Your husband is the head of the wife as Christ is head of the church. So there's no way you can tell me that I'm, so, oh, I love Jesus. Oh, I do whatever the Lord tells me to do. And your husband said, can you fix me something to get your own dinner? You're deceived. You're deceived. When your husband, see, I know you have received all the world's teachings. When your husband asks for you for some dinner, if you understand the scripture and look at him as being as Christ over the church, it's not your husband asking you for dinner. Is Jesus. Everything we do, we do it unto the Lord. So if my spiritual perspective is right, I'm not looking at my husband ask me for dinner. I'm not looking for my husband. He asked me for a back rub. It's Jesus. And that's why the word says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So I'm a giver. Oh, glory. 
But if I get, if I'm in a trance and I get this stuff mixed up, then I wonder why the blessing of the Lord is not in my marriage. Because I'm not submitting unto God. I'm, I do not want to receive the correction instruction about how this kingdom operates that I never been in before. Help me, Lord. I got to wrap this up. Verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Therefore, as the church is, look at this. Look what he says. The church is subject to the Christ. So let the wives be to their own husband. In what? In a little bit, right? In something. Well, he said, in everything. Now, because you was indoctrinated by feminism, you think, if I do that, then he's going to have control over me. Who only talks like that? A God. Because a God don't want no one to have control of. So if you have that mindset, that if, where's, your, where, where, where's your feminine faith without works is dead. So if you think that it says in, he said in everything. So if you're resisting in something, <laughs> I, I I didn't write this. Says so. Let the wives be be to their own husband in everything. Then verse twenty five. Then his husband love your wives even in Christ also. Now look at this. Look at this. When it comes to the husband, we only got but one scripture. When it comes to the wife, we got what one, two, three, four scriptures. When it comes to the husband, he gets this one script. He tells her, love your wife. Even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Why is it that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word? That he might present it to himself a glorious church. I'm supposed to present to God how I received her 30-some years ago when we got married. I'm supposed to present to God her better than how I received her. That's the responsibility of you husbands. So that means you got to be in the presence of God. You got to hear from God. Maybe the reason why your wives could be rebelling, not submitting, because you ain't got nothing for them to submit unto. Maybe you ain't you, because uh, 
First Peter chapter three, it says, husband, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. Maybe the only thing that you can impart to her is the Louisville Cardinal basketball football team. And you ain't got nothing spiritual here. She's looking for God. And the only thing you got is how to play blackjack or how to play those games or whatever. You ain't so that's why could be the reason why she ain't submitting because you ain't got nothing for her to submit unto spiritually because you leave it up to her to go find the church to do the praying. See, I am an equal opportunity rebuker. <laughs> Hallelujah. A man, husband, God, you're going to have to give an account. You're not, you can't, you can't, you cannot tell him, well, I didn't know. No, no, no. Because he'll do his little rewind. He said, and remember, I brought this person in, in your life, minister the word to you, you reject it. Remember, I tried to get you to this church. You rejected. Remember, this man of God tried to tell you, you didn't want to hear because you you wanted, you was looking at Louisville, Louisville basketball, baseball, whatever. You would even look at that since that red, whatever. You were doing, God give you a rewind. Because the end product of her will be predicated on what I feed her. See, the devil got you distorted, mixed up. Oh, I'm just supposed to provide natural stuff. Yeah, to a certain degree, yeah. But God is looking at what do you provide? This woman is supposed to get more of the things of God from me than our pastor. When we went to different ministries, I, I wouldn't even pass. I fed her a spiritual thing. Yeah, we received some things from the back, but I gave, I imparted to her the word of God. That's how it's supposed to be. Not for her to feed, and you feed for the pastor all the time. You ain't giving nothing because you don't want to be accountable, responsible to spend time with God yourself. That's Adam. God talked to Adam. Adam should have fed Eve spiritual things. But he was too much, too busy looking at Eve's body. And she was looking at God. And he should have told her, he should have rebuked her, corrected her, reproved her. Are y'all here? What? You went home. So, men, your husband, y'all can't get off the hook. You, you got to give it a count to, to the, the judgment seat of Christ. You got to give it a count. You married. How you present her to God, you're going to have to give it a count. You, and God ain't going to hear, well, I, did, I didn't know. He knows he know that you did all that working and you didn't, spend, you didn't come home. You was more diligent to work than to the word. If somebody want to help me here this morning, what? And see, I was this way with her before, way before I was a preacher. When she met me, I was consecrating myself to God. I was feeding her the thing. That, that was the thing that attracted her to me.
I was feeding her spiritual things. And husbands, it is your responsibility to feed your wife spiritual things, not the pastor. And when husbands don't do that and the wives are receiving from the pastor, then that's why some women have a tendency to have this attraction to the pastor. And it's really not the pastor. They are attracted to the spiritual thing, which she should be getting from her husband. So if you want to, so husband, if you want to be attracted to your wife, not just physically, spiritually, start feeding her, start feeding her. And so for her, for you to feed her, you got to spend time, not spend time in other stuff, but you got to have to spend time with God to hear from God. You got to be in the word to feed her. Oh, this is good stuff. I got, I got, I got, I got to wrap this up. I got to wrap this up. Verse 15. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. Talk about Lucifer. To the sides of the pit. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider, saying, when we actually see the devil, exactly who he is, we're going to say, is this the man that made the earth tremble? And that this shake kingdom, is, it was you? See, a lot of y'all have an under, y'all think, y'all think the devil is so big and he ain't nothing but a scrawny old, whippy old devil. And when we see it, was you that deceived us? Go to Revelation 16. Verse 5. And I heard the angels of the water say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast just thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou have given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous, are thy judgment. And the fourth angel poured out his vow upon the sun, and the power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God which had power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. It's talking, and this is when the Antichrist is on the scene. The Bible says that one-third of creation, one-third of vegetation will be destroyed. One, another third of lives, wildlife and livestock will be destroyed. And then the word of God says in Revelation that another third of humans will be destroyed. So we have what? Seven billion? One third is what? Seven billion. Two something? Two. 2.5 billion people are going to be wiped out. And it says here, and they repented not. They blame God. Just like the devil has convinced some Christians to blame God now. Blaming God during that time is going to be very easy. Revelation chapter 9. 
Verse 12, one woe is past. Behold, there are two woes more hereafter. And the sixth angel sounded. I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the fourth angel was loose, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. There it is. And the number of the army of the horse were 200,000, 000, and I heard the number of them. One third of mankind will be destroyed. The Bible says there's going to be so much blood during that time that the blood is going to come up to the bridle of a horse. You know, that bridle, that horse in the bitter, that's how much blood from the earth is coming to that bridle of the horse. That's how much blood is going to be shed. Why is it? Because the earth is a prison for Satan and his demons. That's why the devil hates it here. This is a prison for him. And God's creating. We have the authority. So that's why he has convinced us that we have no authority. And he uses, his, he uses our authority to execute or manifest his wickedness. Go to Romans 1 and we'll close. And this is the crux of the whole thing. While we in a trans, we are in a trans. We are in a trans. We are in a trans in our marital relationship. We are in a trans in our family relationship, our business relationship, our church relationship, our community. We are in a trans. There's a mixing that the devil is doing. And we need to get in. And by being in a trans, it will put you in a trance. You'll, you, you got Christians who don't even know what's going on. What's happening? What, you know? Because by putting it in a trance, it put us in a trance. And this is the whole crux of it right here in Romans chapter 1, verse 18. For the wrath of God is revealed. God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. That's a, that's a side of God we need to know. A lot of Christians don't even understand the love of God. God is love, but he is also a judge. And just because he is love, just because we live in 2021, 20, it doesn't mean now he said, don't worry about sin. I have changed my mind about sin. No. God still hates sin. What, what, what is so devastating about sin? Sin will get you to hell. And God doesn't want his people to be in hell. He, no, I rephrase. He doesn't want his creation to be in hell. So it says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who holds the truth in unrighteousness because that which may be known of God is manifest in them. That which be known of God should be manifest in us. If we know him, the manifestation should be in us. Faith without works is dead. So if we have the faith, we should be producing the works of what we believe. But God has shoot, 
showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Look at that. You ain't got no excuse. Sorry. You ain't got the excuse days are over. Because that which they, which they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful. Ain't nothing like a complaining, murmuring Christian. Why is that? Because you're not glorifying God. Because they, that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Neither were thankful, but, be, but became vain in their imagination. With imagination lying, soulless realm. Became vain in imagination, and the foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise. <laughs> Professing themselves to be well, you know, you know, God gave us common sense. Throw that out of your mouth. God didn't give you no common sense. God gave you faith. He dealt to every man a measure of faith. That's what God, God didn't give no common sense. Common sense comes from the, from the tree of the good and evil. Common sense. And the scripture said, lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own common sense. God gave you faith. Not no common sense. Where you get that? Where you get that mess from? From your unbelieving, believing relatives. From the world. God didn't give you no common sense. He gave you faith. God gave me common sense realm. Common sense realm. We walk by faith, not by sense realm. Why is that? Because you think you're wise. Not realize you're eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Professing themselves to be wise, they became what? Fools. And changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own heart to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. When you have sex outside of the marriage covenant, you're not hurting God, you're hurting your own physical body. The word of God says sexual fornication is a sin to the body. You're bringing sin to your body. Mm, that ain't going too well. Who changed the truth of God into a lie. Look at that. The truth of God into and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever, amen.
For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affection. Now, you got to remember something. These guys who wrote the King James, they were, they, they, they were holy men of God. So they really, when they wrote the King James, they really couldn't get down and, yeah, with it. They, they had to keep it holy. <laughs> but I'm going to get down and to the nitty gritty. It says, for, the God, for this cause, God gave them unto vile affection. Even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. Women banging women. And I ain't talking about no worldly women. It's Christian lesbians. Why is that? Because they have changed. They have worshipped the creatures instead of the creator. And whatever you, whatever you did that, God will give you up to your own vile affections. You got it. And that's an oxymoron. How can you, a Christian homo, how that can be? A Christian, you got Christian women that into lesbianism. <laughs> hey, don't she, she, she look good in that little tank top, don't she? Mm-hmm. Don't you look cute with your earrings on? Christian women. We have seen some of that in ministry. We was at a church. We saw some stuff like that. Oh, Jesus. And let me tell you, something. really, lesbianism, they ain't doing nothing but mimicking homo. They trying to be like homosexuals. Like, yeah, y'all, y'all friends. Sit on down. That's all they doing. That's all lesbianism is. They just trying to mimic, trying to be like the homosexual. The real serious stuff is that homosexuality, male, male to male. That's when God bringing judgment. Why is that? Because the male has the seed, and seed can't produce life. I seen the thing on YouTube. There's African pastor over there in Uganda. Man, I like them preachers over there in Africa. They just tell you, like, they had a church service, and they were dealing with that homosexuality. He said, and this is what they do. This is what they do. And he showed the screen of the tumor. They had it set together, and then they take a fish and put it inside of him, and they bring it out, and then they eat the poo-poo. That's homosexuality. See, you think it's love, you know? You think it's that movie Denzel Washington, Hanks, Tom Hanks made about the gay guy when he's right. You think it's love? No, no, it is vile affection. And that's what that pastor showed his church in Uganda. This is what they really do. They eat the poo-poo. And see, you know, we, we, we make like of it, but the devil been showing this to you all the time. What's that, what, what, what's that movie? Uh, was it Ants? When he said, who ordered the poo-poo bladder? <laughs> he showed it in front of you. you just like, how, oh, isn't that that funny? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The devil put it in your face. And you laugh at you. Oh, isn't that cute? 
who who ordered that purple platter? <laughs> I gotta wrap this up. All right. 27. And likewise, also the men, those are the women, also the men leaving the natural use of the woman. What is a man? What the, what's a man leaving that? He don't want to have sex with no woman. He wants the poopoo bladder. Somebody said, well, Pastor, why do you talk about all this stuff? Because your world is talking, the world's talking about. It. Man, I, I talked to my granddaughter when she was in middle school. She would come and tell me stories. Middle school kids talking about they gay. When I in middle school, I couldn't even spell gay. And she said, I'm like, what? They talking about they gay. What's going on? It's a trans. It's a trans. The educational system is teaching your children how to become gay. Uh, glory. Leaving the natural use of the woman, burning their lust one towards another. Men with men working that which is unseemly. The poopoo platter, unseemly. And receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meat. Even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. There it is. Whenever you don't retain God in your knowledge, you will retain satanic information. Whenever you get away from God, you'll be, have great access for the devil. And look at this. And because they did not like to retain... Look, look, how, look how loving and fair your God is. That's why God never would impose anything on us. It's our free will. God will give you the information. He said, and like in Deuteronomy, he said, I present for you death and life. And if you got any problem in choosing right there, he said, choose life. But he will never impose his will on it. Because he said, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. God's not going to impose it. If you don't want me. But this is what God, he gave them over to a reprobate mind. What is a reprobate mind? A reprobate mind is calling good, bad, bad, good. You have no, you have no a way of really discerning the will of God. You calling the devil stuff, that's God. And look how many Christians these days, celebrities and everything, calling homosexual, that's God. That's a reverend man. Look at it. To do those things which are not convenient. So this spiritual warfare, we are in a trans. Now, I don't know how I got off on that family stuff, whatever, but. <laughs> but we got to retain God in our knowledge. 
and he will start with these small the things that we think may not be very, very insignificant, like our marriage and our relationship. We got to retain God in our marriage. Husband and wives need to join together and say, listen, you born again? Yeah. Are you born again? Yeah, I'm born again. Okay. We both are going to submit unto God first. Then after we submit unto God, now you, 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 you okay with that, right? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. You okay? I'm okay. We both going to submit unto God. Now, whatever he tells us to do, we're going to be obedient. It regardless of hurt our flesh, had our mind, whatever, we both going to submit. And we will help each other. This is what my wife and I, we have done. We did. We both going to submit. You know why we have lasted this long? It's not because, well, yeah, I, I, I am nice looking at it, but not, and she, she's cute now. No, it's not because I love her and she loves me. We love each other. But you know why we have been lasting this long? Because we both submitted unto God. We both made a decision. We're going to submit unto God. If at times I'm not submitting, she submit. If at times I'm not submitting, she not submitting, I'm submitting. We both made a decision. We're going to submit unto God, and God is going to keep us. Oh, we've been faced with all kinds of stuff in our marriage. Not all just in ministry, but in marriage and everything. Here recently. But because we both submitted unto God, we have given him access that when one of us start acting the monkey or whatever, yeah, God, God will come in and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know what the word says. You know my heart. You know my nature. And then we have to repent. And if we, we repent or we have to repent to each other and we have to ask for forgiveness or whatever. The Bible says it is more blessed to give than to receive. So your mindset in the marriage, who wants to be more blessed? I do. Well, become a giver. There are times you need to say, hey, I'm sorry. Even though you may be right. But say, hey, I'm sorry. I apologize. The way I treated you, the way I talked to you, I, I ask, ask for forgiveness. Please forgive me. It's more blessed to give than just receiving. If you want your marriage to glorify God. Hallelujah. So that's why we have lasted all this time. Not because she's such a wonderful wife and a good cook, cook, or I'm such a good faithful husband. No, we both submitted unto God when we first started this thing. And by submitting unto God, our faith was God has to keep us. We depend on him. And it's the same thing when it comes to ministry. 
I submit myself unto God. Hey, whatever's going to get done in this ministry, God's going to have to do it. He'll, he'll tell me what I need to do, whatever, but I, my dependency is on him. That's why after 10 years, we have seen the glory of God. Not because I was such a great preacher. And, man, there's some preachers who preach better than I do. If you want to get into all that. No, I just trust God. I have learned how to trust God and how to weather the storm, how to walk this thing out. I trust God. And when the Lord said, hey, I'll take care of everything you need in this ministry. I said, all right, Lord. I believe you. I believe you. I receive you. What is my job? My job is not trying to figure out how to do this. My job is not to come up with some way to do it. My job is to teach and preach the word. And I'm not going to come up with no gimmick, no scheme, and try to get people in, try to get people to stay, whatever. I'm just going to preach the word. And the Lord has to do the rest. Just preach and teach the word. But you can't get in a trance. You can't mix in this stuff. You have to retain God in your knowledge. Did y'all get anything out of this? Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm staying with Jesus. I came this far by faith. <laughs> I'm not turning back. I'm staying with Jesus. And I'm not staying with the white Jesus. I'm not staying with the black Jesus. I'm staying with the book, Jesus. Because we don't want to get into all that either. Even though we find out who we are, it's still you still got to give your life to Jesus. We don't need to get puffed up, whatever. I'm staying with the Jesus of the book. With the word. It brought us, it brought us this far. There's no turning back now. But in the kingdom of God, he gives us correction, instruction, reproof, and rebuke. Because why? We don't know nothing about this kingdom. Marriage is not a man's concept. Y'all did know that. Y'all know man didn't come up with this. This is a God concept. So we have to learn how, Lord, how, how do we do this? This is his concept. This is from his kingdom. And as, as we stay humble and submissive unto him, then he will show us how to do it. And then we'll, we'll be able to do it with sweatless victory, without stress, strain, or struggles, with sweatless with anything when it comes to God. Put your eyes on Jesus. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your information that you have given to us today. 
of what's happening in the end times. Father, we have a heart's desire. We release our faith that we will continue to retain the knowledge of you in our hearts. Because you said in the book of John, apart from you, we can do nothing. So we, stay, we have to stay hooked up with you and stay hooked up with your word. Father, we thank you for your correction. We thank you for what you said in the book of Hebrews, the chastening of the Lord. Let us know that we are not bastards, but we are sons and daughters of Almighty God. That is your love, Lord. That is your love to, to correct us and instruct us, reprove us and rebuke us. Because we know nothing about this kingdom, how to live in this kingdom, how to see this kingdom, how to thrive in this kingdom. So your word corrects us and instructs us and rebukes us. And it's only for a season. Then we lay hold of it. We have faith now that will rise up inside of us. And now we'll have corresponding action to what we believe. We will know that we believe what is in the kingdom for us through our corresponding action. But in the meantime, Lord, we have to still go through the threshing floor. We still have to go through the potter's wheel. <laughs> but that's all right. The end product will be the glory of God. The washing in the water of the word that we will present to you a glorious church without spot, wrinkle, or blemish. So we thank you, Lord. We stand on that. We declare and we decree it, and we believe it and receive it. Father, thank you for your covenant people that are part of this ministry. We rebuke the spirit of offense. We cast it out right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the spirit of fear, and we cast that out. But we release the spirit of faith, the spirit of core. I believe, therefore, have I spoken. We release the spirit of faith in everyone that is here. Lord, we call them from the north, south, and east, and west to give up the sons and daughters of Almighty God to come into this place. And the ones that are not here continue to bless them and empower them. And we thank you, Lord, for using us for your end time move to be a light and a beacon in this community. Lord, continue to bless your people, heal them, prosper them, deliver them, and set them free. Place a hunger and thirst of righteousness in their hearts, Lord, because you say in your word, those who hunger, thirst after righteousness shall be filled. So we want to be filled up, overflowing in your righteousness as we go forth to do greater exploits on your behalf. We thank you. We praise you for that, Lord. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Be a blessing, not a curse. See you on Wednesday and Thursday. Thanks for listening to Faith in the Word podcast. If the Word of God has been a blessing to you today and you want to give unto the ministry, please feel free. Pilgrim Missionary Baptist Church, 600 Bellwood Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. Or email Pastor Holloway directly at Cecil Holloway at yahoo.com with more options for electronic giving. Thanks for listening. Stay in faith and be blessed. <laughs>